Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello there, this is the Beluga Tunes podcast, Andy here, thank you so much for deciding to listen to this week's episode. Uh, what have I in store for you this week? I shall tell you. Uh, Grand Hotel, uh, this is a film from 1931, I believe, I believe that was the year. Um, so you'll be able to hear me hear what I thought about, about that film. I talk about Beluga Weekly number 265. Which is one that wasn't very good, I think. Uh, I believe that's that's what I went for this week. Yeah, sorry. Um, another thing I've got written down here is uh, very weary, because I I am actually right now at the moment. Because <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, I've, I'm just done recording the last segment, and yeah, I'm I think I'm starting to <laughs> to flag a bit. I'm on the way out. So yeah, uh, this is the last thing I'm going to be recording today, and I might just collapse and go to sleep, or eat an egg. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, I, don't know. <laughs> I barely know where I am. Um, so I'll just move swiftly on to the first segment. Uh, so yeah, like I said, it's Grand Hotel from 1931. Uh, so I'm going to give my thoughts on that film, and I'm going to reveal what the next film is going to be. I came to Berlin to see a great specialist about that old trouble of mine, you know, Heinrich, it, it's pretty bad. Yeah, she says I haven't long to live. I say he says I won't live much longer. No. It isn't nice to be told things like that. You plague and bother and save, and all of a sudden you're dead. I want to get something out of life. Listen, Heinrich, I'm never going back to Friedersdorf. Never. Uh, I'm staying here at the Grand Hotel. It's the most expensive hotel in Berlin. Yeah, uh, all the best people stay here. Even our big boss, Prising, is staying here. I'm going to tell him someday just exactly what I think of him. Grand Hotel, 1932. Let's do this. All right, yeah. <laughs> um, you know what, once again... <laughs> see, I really built that up. Um, this is another film that, you know, isn't bad. But I, I have to say, you know, I, I kind of felt similar to how I felt watching The End of the Affair. You know, it didn't quite do it for me, if I'm being honest. Um, and... Yeah, I'm finding that. Uh, yeah, actually, I had a thought that maybe I, I didn't quite enjoy. It. Like, I, I might have enjoyed it more 
if this was one of the earlier films that I I was watching for this podcast, because um, as I'm doing this, doing a segment every week where I'm talking about a random film, uh, it's got to the point where I've seen a lot of films now. Uh, you know, I I did make it very clear that I'm not a critic. You know, I have a lot of respect for critics. I actually think they do really good work. A, a lot of them do. <laughs> um, and then there is actually an, an art to doing a proper review, like dissecting a film, understanding you know, narrative and everything. And um, it, it's a kind of art that I... You know, it, it's not necessarily in my wheelhouse, but anyone can give their thoughts and opinions on a film. So this was one that I, I didn't really enjoy so much, but I, I do want to go into why. Um, and because if, if you heard my, my little talk on the end of The Affair, that was about two episodes ago, I think. Uh, I, I basically said the same thing. I didn't really care enough about the characters. And I mean, you know, it, it's funny, it's, it's always in films where the acting is perfectly fine and, you know, it's, it's well directed and everything. And, you know, this is a very old film and, you know, I, I'm, you know, it's, it's one of the, the older ones. Yeah, I, I've I've looked at many more recent films, um, which, you know, have less of an excuse to to not not go all the way with the directing but yeah, I, I still think it's amazing how well directed the um, Intolerance film was. That's still the oldest film that I've talked about in this segment. Uh, but with Grand Hotel, uh, it was all fine. There was, there's nothing technically wrong with it. I think technically it's a good film. And I'm finding that there is a big difference between what I consider to be a good film and something that I actually enjoy. Because every week I say if I would whether or not I would watch the film again but I don't think that really that, that that doesn't tell you whether or not I would describe it as a good film I like I like so many films that I would never dream of recommending to anyone a lot of people call them guilty pleasures but I, I'm not so sure I just think you know um, there are certain films that I, I I can't help but be entertained by and I, you know, I'm not ashamed at all, but I, I see that there's a difference between films that I find entertaining. Cause they're not necessarily the ones that I would describe as technically good. I think Citizen Kane is is an example of a film that I understand. You know, it, it set the bar for for a lot of filmmakers. It's it's kind of the reason that films are the way they are today. Um, but I I don't. I'm not entertained by it. I, I, I don't own it on DVD. I, I've, I can't remember the last time I watched it. I think I've seen it twice. <laughs> That's that, twice in my lifetime. Because it's a film that I... You know, I'm not like, oh yeah, Citizen Kane, let's get out the popcorn and sit down and watch it. Um, but I respect it. I, I, I would describe it as technically a good film. And I would say the same thing about Grand Hotel. Uh, yeah, uh, and I always think, because whenever I watch a black and white film, I, I always think about people who, who always say they, you know, they, they can't enjoy black and white films. I, I think it's much more to do with the time period. 
because they're forgetting that there, because there are so many black and white movies that came out um, after color became available. Because for many years, color was just expensive. You know, the reason that A Hard Day's Night is in black and white is because they didn't have the budget to do a color film. All of the other Beatles films after that were were in color, um, but it was just for budgeting reasons. You know, it it, it was possible to shoot a colour film back then but they chose not to because they couldn't quite afford it um, and uh, I, my screensaver was about to start then am I still recording? <laughs> they didn't interrupt anything so yeah I, I've seen a lot of black and white films that I haven't really enjoyed um, but it, it, I always remind myself it's, it's not because of the lack of colour like I, I went to see The Artist when that came out and I loved it. it. I wasn't put off by the fact that there was no colour. I mean, obviously, it's it's a modern film, and it's it, it's only kind of imitating the style of old cinema. It's it's kind of a novelty, but I'm I'm not. Uh, you know, it's not something that uh, it's, it's not a deal breaker for me when I see a film. I like Clerks. I like Ed Wood. I like The Elephant Man. These, these are all films that could have been done in colour, um, but you know, again, you know, the, the, it, there there is the, the matter of uh, budget. Uh, but yeah, uh, so would I watch Grand Hotel again? No, uh, just just for those reasons, it, I just didn't care enough about the characters and wasn't really entertained by it. But hey ho, uh, it's uh, it's very nearly time for me to. To reveal the, the next film, okay, right. Tell me, internet, what film will I be talking about in the next episode of the Belugatoons podcast? Median Errors, 2011. Hail Sneezer! It's time for the six-minute shout-out, people. Let's spin that internet wheel. The, the uh, I'll just turn that up a bit. Uh, the, the massive wheel with every single website there is on the internet and and other things as well other, other things that people can check out uh, what's it going to land on? I have no idea oh here we go it has landed on uh, wait a minute, wh which one is it? which which issue? oh this is going brilliantly um, Spider-Man, Deadpool Number six, yeah. Uh, this is this is a comic that's recently been released, and it caught my attention because it's written by none other than Scott Ockerman from uh, Comedy Bang Bang, both the uh, podcast and the TV show. Yeah, he's in both. Um, and uh, I, I understand that Scott has worked on several comics. He's, he's contributed material for Deadpool. And I think uh, Secret Wars as well, um, and and th this time around he's he's doing this kind of guest writer uh, thing where he <laughs> yeah um, he he's not only written a story involving Spider Man and Deadpool um, he's he's made made an, uh, there are a number of references to Comedy Bang Bang the TV series. Uh, and the podcast, I think as well. There's a little nod to the podcast. Yeah, um, 
So if you're a fan of either of those, then this is a real treat. Um, I've I've read it. It's really funny. Uh, it, it seems appropriate to, for for Scott to be writing dialogue uh, for Deadpool, Spider-Man. I don't know. <laughs> you know I, um, but um, but I've, I've, I suppose Deadpool is is one of those characters that you, you need someone who has quite a specific sense of humour uh, to to really nail that that kind of dialogue. Uh, I'm annoyed because my Comicsology. I mean, the web browser is is trying to display uh, the the issue of this comic uh, via Comicsology, and it's not. It's just oh dear, there are some pages that are just having immense difficulty loading today. Uh, but yeah, um, who did the artwork? I should say who did. Yeah, uh, the penciling was by Riley Brown, and the inkers were Rick. Uh, Magyar, is that how you say that? Lebu Underwood and Scott Hanna. I'm, I'm sorry if I got your, if I mispronounced those. Uh, the colour artist was Jason Keith. Shall I, shall I read all of the, all of the names? Vic Vic Joe Sabino. I'm really bad at pronouncing names. There's, there's so many names that I really I just. While I read them, I realise he he or she did the lettering, and the cover artist was by Mike Del Mundo. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm I'm kind of stumbling my way through this, but as I say, this this is a great comic. It's it's a lot of fun to read. Um, it kind of reminded me of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back because without giving too much away, um, Spider Man and Deadpool. Travel to Hollywood um, to oversee um, some, some uh, movie making action uh, on a project that uh, is, is quite close to home, at least for Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, uh, and there there are a lot of references. Obviously, you know the the reference the Deadpool comics and Marvel comics and that that kind of you know uh, yeah uh, uh, they're, they're also there's some great moments where they they pass through different lots different back lots and um, and you get to see lots of different TV shows and films being made and <laughs> there's one in particular that's kind of an obvious choice, but it, it it's uh, it's it's welcome. <laughs> yeah, um, don't really know what else to say. It's just yeah, because I, um, I I do love Scott's work. He he just he he has a way of of being being really creative and extremely funny. I. I like the writing in this. I like the artwork. I think it's all very well handled. Uh, there, there are some great ideas, um, and it's all just you know uh, a standalone story. You don't have to be following this particular series, but then again, why not? <laughs> um, 
Spider-Man Deadpool 2016 issue number 7 um, is available for pre-order on Comixology. Uh, that, that's not the one that I'm talking about now. <laughs> that's that's the uh, the next one along. Uh, but if you want to get hold of this uh, amazing Scott Ockerman written uh, issue, then yeah, um, do check it out. Yeah, yeah, so that's uh, Spider-Man Deadpool 2016 number six. Damn you, Sharktopus! We got the thump. Ladies and gentlemen, comedy fans of all ages, Thump Fest is back. Featuring performances by 2D6, Carrie Dalby, Tim Cavanaugh, Tivo Spice, Dynamite, The Gothsicles, The Library Bars, Mega Thruster, Rob Paravonian, Sea Monkey, Zach Shornick, Tom Smith, and Worm Quartet. And this year's guest of honor, Paul and Storm. George R.R. R. Martin, please write and write faster. Please give us boiled leather and sigils and steel. Thump Fest is taking place August 26th through 28th at the Elk Grove Holiday Inn in Chicago, Illinois. Tickets for the weekend are just $50. Join us for live concerts, panels, even more dumb parody ideas, demented karaoke, and the death of Sea Monkey. Visit FumpFest.com to register for the event and reserve your hotel now. That's F-U-M-P-F-E-S-T.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh no, it's Beluga Weekly time, and this week I've got to do one of the one of the not quite so good episodes. I'm going to go with Beluga Weekly number two hundred and sixty-five, which has a very drunk-looking Eugene in the banner. That's a funny thing because um, there are references to drugs and alcohol in Beluga Weekly, even though I'm I'm kind of making sure that it's an all ages. Comic. I'm not kind of. I'm not really going by the, the kind of TV rules that are in place nowadays. But yeah, um, I suppose I, I, my characters can get drunk because it happened in Dumbo. That's my that's my attitude towards that. Um, but yeah, um, in the, in this one, number two hundred and sixty-five, we've got Caroline. I think he's a character. I, I kind of peppered throughout the uh, the course of Blue Weekly. She was she wasn't. I, I didn't use her quite as much as characters like Beryl and Stan and um, various others. Uh, she is yet to. Um, I, I well I'm, I'm I haven't really got any plans for her actually. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I I've actually I I think I quite enjoyed. Putting her in the in these uh, there was that that summer special one that I did. But anyway, I'm, I'm <laughs> in this one. The uh, the first panel. Let's see, I'm I'm getting onto it now. Um, she's looking rather displeased as she's standing next to a vacuum cleaner. In the second panel, we see her husband, who's a lazy slob, sitting on the sofa. 
There is no dialogue, by the way, here. Um, and in, in the third panel, she's way, she, she's sort of there's a smile appearing on her face, and she's waving the TV remote. And the final panel is the same image of her husband, only this time he's looking rather distraught. Because he's like, oh, that's how it's going to be. So yeah, once again, not, not not exactly the strongest that I've done. But yeah, this is another example of of, of how difficult I find it to do a comic strip that has absolutely no dialogue in it. Um, this, this might actually be the reason why I didn't bring back Caroline's husband. She, she's definitely still, uh, still still making appearances, but yeah, I, I didn't really, I didn't bring him back because <laughs> I, 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 I don't really know where else to go. He's lazy. I mean, Stan's quite lazy. <laughs> um. And uh, I, yeah, um, I'm, I'm hoping that I, I can probably find some better things to put Caroline in. I, I don't think I was ever entirely sure what what it is that she does because she wears she wears a suit, so she looks like she she probably works in an office or something like that. Um, I kind of alluded to the fact that she works in the same place as Max. Um, he's one of the oldest characters that I've, I've created, but um, yeah, I never really made it clear exactly what she does. Uh, at one point, I was thinking I kind of like the idea of her being a journalist because I, I, I'm. Because I think a lot of the people who really inspire me tend to happen to be journalists so uh, recently I I was also thinking I might change things around she, she might become a lawyer or something I don't know yet um, because the thing about Max is um, I, I wanted him to be like a singer-songwriter and then I thought it'd be, it'd be interesting if his job was to was to edit like a music ma magazine and, and maybe they, they worked for the same magazine and they didn't get on very well that's something that yeah, I, think I alluded to that in when I was doing Beluga Weekly 2015 because um, I think Tim ends up with Caroline's body because there's a lot of body swapping going around <laughs> I think I can't quite remember how it all goes um, and and that's when he he finds out that it's sort of a, a reveal that that there is a bit of tension going on between Caroline and Max for some reason they they just don't particularly like each other that much somehow <laughs> and I haven't explored that any further <laughs> so not only is is this an episode of Luger Weekly I'm not very happy with it's kind of making me realise that I I I haven't done an awful lot with this character and yeah I suppose the thing is. Um, mo most of her appearances in Beluga Weekly, she she's come across as as really very much a similar sort of character as like Tracy the cow and the Greenwood bats. And I was thinking, I do have a lot of characters who are just 
just constantly seem disinterested. They just have a very kind of just you know a bit on the grumpy side. Um, it's it's not anything completely extreme. It's like the the humor is supposed to come out of the fact that they're just very low key. Uh, and I think Caroline's starting to change. I'm starting to make each of these characters kind of their own thing these days. So yeah, um, hopefully that that will make things a bit more interesting. I'll take uh, two cheese pizzas and some crazy bread. <laughs> okay, filler. Um, yeah, I've I'm, I'm doing my best with Cal's play. Uh, it seems to be going okay right now. I, uh, next one is lined up. Uh, now the thing is, uh, when I get onto the next one, it's going to be interesting because I have a bit more of a choice because over the. Uh, because of the there, there were a bunch of them that I was doing on request, because um, someone was helpful enough to send me a list of cows plays they'd like to see, and so I, I've been working on those, and um, it, it wasn't any trouble. It, it, it went quite nicely. As I, as I say, it was, it was helpful of them because uh, I'm, I'm never entirely sure exactly what I should do next. You know, in in a way, um, but yeah. Um, so I, I do I do now I have my own list of uh, of ideas for upcoming cows plays. So Tracy and Macy shall be cosplaying as all different types of like, mostly cartoon characters. As obviously I, <laughs> my um one of my specialist subjects seems to be cartoons. <laughs> but yeah, there's some, there's some video games, some TV shows, comic book stuff. Um, yep. Uh, there, there is a bit of a mix there, I suppose. Uh, and there's actually quite a lot of video games I've put on this list, actually. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything about I'm not going to give anything away. <laughs> but yeah, every Friday you're going to be seeing, if you, if you go to the to balloogatoons.com, uh, you should be able to see uh, the latest in that, yeah. Do check that out. Um, I've, I've been feeling a bit a bit weary today. <laughs> I did did have a bit of a nap earlier because I always have a nap when I get back from work. But I I, I wasn't quite. It's annoying because I I didn't I, I, I didn't exactly crash. Yeah, I, I laid down for a bit. I, I kind of drifted off a little, and then just thought, okay, that's enough. <laughs> it's funny how my, my body does that on some days. It's just. I feel like I, I I need to go a little bit further, just a little bit, um, just to to really get myself in a sleepy mood, because when it when it, when it got to the afternoon, I started to feel all ah, right now. Now I'm starting to to actually feel sleepy. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I, it it's it's been fine. I've not. Um, not had tremendous difficulty um, keep keeping things together because I have plenty of time to, to be focusing on the important stuff, you know. Um, and I suppose when I was doing the extra hours at work, that was a good exercise for keeping myself organised because because I just I really had to make sure that. Um, I had time to rest and I had time to do my housework and 
uh, and also I had time to do cartooning and all of that stuff. Uh, I think I mentioned last week that I was quite excited that I managed to get to the start of Beluga Weekly 2017. And my intention is to do all of January's work um, in advance. Uh, so obviously I, I have plenty of time because you know <laughs> January is, is six months away, so I'm um, not really under any pressure there. But I, I I feel certain that if I don't act quickly, it's gonna I'm gonna forget to do that. You know, I mean, let's see how many I've, I think I've done three Beluga weeklies for January, so. That's good, you know. Uh, it, it it's not unlikely that I'll be able to pick things up. Like you know, if, if I if I when 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 I get to the first week in January, uh, I might be able to uh, pick up on, on uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Beluga Weekly is definitely not a priority. I think just to to be realistic about it, um, the thing is that there's a priority that I've had written down. Uh, I've just written the word script as one of these priority things um, and occasionally I will highlight that one but that, that's the one that I, I, I really feel escapes me I, I, um, I very rarely find myself sitting down I, I'm not a writer and yeah I'm not saying that's put myself down it's just I've tried writing uh, and I think the stuff that I do because I, I I can definitely say that um, cartooning is the the thing that I can I I actually feel I can excel with you know or whatever you want to say it's it's just uh, writing for the like the comics and things that I do is like I I I, I seem to find I think I think I mentioned the the method that I use being just writing it down and you know, writing more than one version so I can choose one. That's the method that seems to work for me. I mean, it's not a professional way of doing it. You, know, you, you could argue that it, it, it's a, a pretty lousy way of doing it. But I do it that way because I'm a cartoonist. I, I don't actually write. <laughs> like the, the only writing experience I've had is really doing... I suppose I, I learned about writing at, at university, so I don't really have an excuse. <laughs> But yeah, you know, <laughs> I did really honestly try to get into the habit of writing a script for a comic and rewriting it. And I think the the word rewrite, you know, it 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 um, it makes me me think, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have to do all this again, you know, I have that kind of attitude. But it's not. It's about improving. It's about finding the improvements, bringing them out. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it, it's still a bit of a problem. That and remembering to do backgrounds. Right, actually, you know, <laughs> you know, bringing myself to do that. Yeah, uh, very weary. Arrest that jazz pancake! Yes, sir! The time has very nearly come for me to send you all on your merry way. Uh, so I'm just going to tell you about the comic book club here in Southampton. Uh, every third Thursday of every month, 
uh, 7pm to 10pm at the Goblet's Wine Bar on Above Bar Street, Southampton. I'm slurring a bit, aren't I? Sorry. <laughs> la la la. Um, they have a, a Twitter, at CBC Sutton, as well as a Facebook group. Uh, just look, look up uh, Comic Book Club Southampton on Facebook. Uh, my website is www.blugatoons.com. Check me out. B-E-L-U-G-A-T-O-O-N-S. There's also blugatoons.redbubble.com. If you go there, you'll be able to find T-shirts, mugs, all kinds of merch. Help yourself. Treat treat yourself. Yeah. Um, There's also uh, the Blugatoons Twitter, at Blugatoons, and at Belugatoons Pod. If you want updates on this podcast and links to like the um, to the six minute shout out items, I put those up as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's nearly over. I can nearly I can nearly sleep. I can nearly sleep. Nearly, just nearly. Yeah, that, that's uh, this podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, and Deezer. There. Take care, everybody. Thank you so much for listening this week. And bye-bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.